Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, the companion off-week podcast to regular Disney Minus, where I'm taking Cat through um, the Kingdom Hearts series. I'm Steven, and we're re-recording this episode because I screwed up and forgot to download Craig's audio before it deleted. I'm Cat, and if somebody, and I'm not going to name names, they will remain anonymous, but if their name rhymed with Beaven, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. <sighs> yeah, so we already we already did this once, so on the bright side, maybe that'll kind of help speed things along. Even though, I mean, it was all pretty short stuff anyway. I think the bulk of last episode, at least the recording, ended up being like us answering the questions. And then, of course, whenever yeah, the answer like, reports get basically just doing in. questions and like the answer reports, right? Yeah. Well, it's, um, th- we're also going to do... Hundred Acre Wood, uh, the Hades Cup, and the Secret Bosses, which all of those are fairly quick to go through. To be fair, I remember like nothing of those. That's fair. It took me like an hour and a half to get home from work today, so let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to be reposting anything into uh, the Anson Report channel, but if you want to have it up while we're uh, going through, just to like look for reference, but otherwise, it's whatever. <laughs> Oh, jeez. This one's going to be a little loosey-goosey, y'all. Okay. It really is. Uh, starting off, we'll go ahead and just do them all in the order that we did them last time. So starting with Hundred Acre Wood. Okay. Yeah. Um, the nice and fluffy land. Exactly. Uh, if you remember the like one cutscene that we did get of it early on in the game was um, Sora meeting Pooh for the first time. And Pooh saying how like all of his friends had disappeared. So he was convinced that he was going to disappear, and I did not expect Winnie the Pooh to be bringing me existential dread, but here we are. Um, technically, it, technically, this part, this next bit, is one that you can do right then, but um, the Let's Player that I was watching for Kingdom Hearts 1 waited to do this until he did everything else, so it's either or. Um, after that first cutscene, you can go to Pooh's house, and basically, this is, like, nothing will be happening here. Uh, Pooh is out of honey and, like, says that he wishes the honey tree would come for a visit so that he could get some honey from it. Um, Owl shows up and is basically like, so you're probably wondering what happens next in the story. Well, too bad, because a bunch of the pages are missing. Go and find them. And it's like, thanks, dude. <sighs> so. Lovely. I'm sorry, I'm like going through all the chats trying to catch up to where we were. No, you're good. So you go out, start looking for torn pages. Um, the first am one... Look, like, am I looking at Kingdom Hearts? Am I looking at the Anson reports? Where am I even supposed to be? I'm so lost. Um, the All the stuff that I posted along with us talking through last time is still in the Anson report channel. So if you want to just follow along in there. I'm trying to make sure I know where we are because honestly, between when we last recorded and where we are now, I am so lost. Uh, we're on 100 Acre Wood, so uh, the thing from 5-1, the, starting with the 100 Acre Wood title card. I'm just going to listen to you and roll from there. That works, too. Uh, just remember, 10.30 is my cutoff, because I have to, unfortunately, be in the office. Yeah. Um, but, so, the first thing that you're able to do, again, uh, from any of the torn pages, or, yeah, torn pages, lost pages, I forget which, doesn't matter, um, is uh, the honey tree comes back. Uh, along with it, Piglet comes back, and 
Piglet being scared of everything as he is, if you try to just walk up and talk to him, he'll actually run and hide inside a bush. So what you have to do is walk, like, the opposite direction around the tree so that you can sneak up behind him. <laughs> and, I mean, it's not like that really amounts to much. It's just that now, now you can get the cutscene with um, Pooh introducing Sora to Piglet and vice versa. Uh, the mini game with this one is... All of the mini games and all of the scenarios are, like, from Little Winnie the Pooh cartoons. This one is the <laughs> thing where, like, he's got a balloon... And he's trying to, like, float up to the different sections of the honey tree and, like, eat out of the, eat out of it, basically. Um, so your job in it is just, like, kind of dotted throughout the tree are little beehives. So bees will buzz out of there and try to pop his balloon every now and then. So all your job is, and, like, this is on a timer, so it's not like when he gets to a certain score you can stop. You have to do this for, like, five minutes, no matter what. Actually, I think it's like two minutes, but either way, it feels like forever. Um, you are following along the tree, just smacking bees so that they don't pop his balloon. And that's it. What do you get from being the first one? This is, okay, yeah, that's right. This is probably the most substantial reward that you get for any of them. Uh, the first time that you do, or the first, beating the honey tree gives you um, the, the little, a little gem called Nature Spark that you can take back to Blanche. And uh, she will give you the summon for Bambi. So, <laughs> um, Bambi, if you remember uh, last time, or me, me telling you last time, which I know it's been forever, um, what he'll do as a summon is he'll just hop around the area, just spitting out like a whole bunch of those little like MP bubbles. So like you can just go yes. go wild on your magic because you're not gonna run out while Bambi's hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> The the next so, just so you know on my side your audio is breaking up so all I heard was you're not gonna go out riding Bambi's horns. <laughs> eh, that works too. Which would be totally not. badass, but just <laughs> let you know. No, you're not gonna run out of magic while he's hanging around. Um, um, the next thing that the next area that comes back is Rabbit's house. It's the same old, same old. Um, who is talking to the house and being like, hey. Is anyone there? Rabbit, are you there? Do you have any honey? And Rabbit's inside going, nobody's home. And Pooh says, okay, nobody. Have you seen Rabbit? And then, like, my, my dude. So Pooh gets tired of that whole who's on first shenanigans and decides to crawl in through the window. Um, they make Sora complicit in this one, which I don't like because, <laughs> because it just makes me feel even worse for Rabbit. Um, when you go inside... He'll be sitting there, like, asking Rabbit, hey, do you have any honey? I'm really hungry. And you have to actually look around Rabbit's house and find the honey that he keeps hidden in his rafters so that Pooh won't find it, and then give that to Pooh. <laughs> I just, I feel so bad for Rabbit. He's just trying to live his life. Um, Rabbit is like the adult that we are now. He's like, just please quit messing with my shit I and know. people keep messing with his shit. I know. I feel so like, bad for him. Well, um, like when you're a kid, you're like, oh my God, what his pro what's his problem? And as an adult, you're like, I get it now. Yeah, now you understand. <laughs> um, so, of course, Pooh eats all of his honey, tries to go back out the same hole that he crawled in through, but now he's too big to fit because... 
Well, to be fair, he ate like two whole jars of honey. That will probably give you like a little bit of bloating. Um, but so they're freaking out. Rabbit's just having to deal with the fact that this is his life now. Um, uh, he does figure out, okay, you know what? Some carrot juice will slim him right up. We'll be able to get him out. Fine, whatever. Uh, Tigger comes in at this point and decides, you know what? My bouncing spot hasn't come back yet. So the next logical place, and I guess in his mind this probably does make sense, but the next logical place for me to use as a bouncing spot is Rabbit's Garden. And so cue the mini game where you literally like spend two or three minutes protecting carrots from Tigger. That's all it is. You're just if he if he bounces on a carrot twice, it's completely buried. You don't have an option to pull any of them back up, so you gotta make sure he doesn't land on any of them. I don't even remember if you have to have a specific number left for it to be for it to consider it as having been cleared, just as long as there are any of the carrots left, I think. Um, but yeah, so obviously you win, they're able to make some characters for Pooh. It slims him up enough that when Sora goes inside and like slams into him, he launches out of the window and ends up landing in like a pile of honey pots and gets his head stuck in one. So that happens. Uh, what do we get from that one? We get a mithril shard. Um, <laughs> The next area that comes back is the hill, which is like the classic Winnie the Pooh scene of like the big the tree on like the big hill with like a swing hanging from it where they're always hanging out and stuff. Um, this one starts off with Pooh and Piglet just freaking watching Eeyore floating on by in the river. No one wants to help him. Nobody cares. Sora cares, and it like basically you go you fish Eeyore out of the out of the river and that's when they notice that his tail is missing and what's hilarious to me that I had never noticed until the let's player I was uh, watching pointed it out if you look at the model for Eeyore's house they already have his tail just sitting there because what's ultimately going to happen is that his house will get destroyed and that's how they find it but like <laughs> it just makes it so much worse because it's like I can see it right there just let me grab it we could avoid the sadness. Void of sadness, really? No, we can avoid the sadness. Oh, avoid the sadness. Okay, yeah. my bad. <laughs> because cause basically the minigame is just getting Pooh a real good like, arc on the swing so that he can launch off and get a view of the whole area and try to find where Eeyore's tail is. But it ends with him landing on Eeyore's house. And, oh, that's where he, and now we found the tail. But it's like, if you would have just let me grab it beforehand, we wouldn't have destroyed Eeyore's house. But why would you want to destroy Eeyore's house? Exactly! It just always happens because fuck Eeyore, I guess. But it's wrong! Yeah. That actually, that, I don't do, like it. that does remind me, though, um, you can... So, again, a detail I had never noticed. You can go back through all of the different areas... That um, that come back for all of the uh, torn pages that you find, and Eeyore's house will be in all of them. Basically, like he was like, "Well, can I live here?" And I guess he ended up changing his mind. All right, how about if I build my house over here? No, I guess that doesn't work either. So, <laughs> so it's like he's just constantly like cycling through all of the different areas that there are in the Hundred Acre Wood, just trying to find himself a spot to live. But that's just wrong. I know. It's so sad. 
It's a cool detail, why? but it makes me why feel even worse. Why are you gonna do worse. that for our boy? I don't know. Um, aside from Further sadness, proof that Disney is bullshit, man. I know, right? Aside from sadness, um, what do you get here? Oh, okay, this one is a fairly useful one. You get an upgrade to your stop spell. So if you're coming in and doing this along the way, you probably just have stop. So this upgrades it to stop rough. So that part's cool. Uh, the next spot that comes back is actually kind of neat. It's uh, Tigger's uh, and Brew's bouncing spot, which is like this little like clearing kind of in the middle of the wood where they have like a bunch of um, stumps for them to bounce around on. For some reason, the giant pot is sitting on an even bigger stump. I don't really know why, but whatever. Um, there are, I'm not even kidding, there are these nuts like, Hang, hidden in some of the trees. They're just called Rare Nut. If you find them um, and bring them to Owl, he'll give you, like, uh, what is it? Strength, defense, and magic boosts? One sec. Wait, what now? You're breaking up again. That's why I couldn't understand you. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if you find the, the Rare Nuts hidden throughout the bouncing spot... <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Rare Nuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, Sorry. If, you, if you bring Owl your nuts... <laughs> he'll give you um, strength, defense, and I think magic boosts. It's either the third one is either uh, magic boosts or AP boosts. I forget which, but I want to say magic. Um, so that actually is kind of neat. And the setup to this area is also kind of neat because it does give you like a lot of room to just sort of like move around and do cool stuff. The mini game here is one that I hate because basically what it is and it makes sense for the area with this being Tigger's bouncing spot or whatever um he and Rube will basically be like hey you think Sora's got what it takes to bounce along with us and they'll decide let's figure that out and so it's basically just like a memory matching game where they'll bounce a certain sequence along the stumps and you just got to keep up but which on its own is fine, but like the camera angle keeps changing like every stump, so you're never like you never get just a solid view of okay, here's where they bounced. It's like always showing you where they are at like a bunch of different angles and it's so weird, but whatever. But um you do three different rounds of different sequences keeping up with them. And then I don't really get how this fits in, but they call it what they call as, like, the biggest bounce of all is that giant pot that I mentioned. They will go hang out inside it and start, like, throwing acorns at you. So you have to knock the acorns back enough times that it, like, breaks the giant pot. And you're not bouncing for that anymore. I don't know why they call this another bounce, because you're very much not. Because it's Disney, and why not? I guess. And I mean, it is Tigger and Rue, and they do That's really literally like the only thing I can think of. I guess. I don't know. Uh, but once, but finishing this one gets you a Mithril, so there's that, I guess. The um, the last one isn't really... I hate that they frame it like it's a mini game because they pop up a timer for it, but it really isn't. Uh, basically what it is, is it's an area that I only remember seeing in... Kingdom Hearts, but that may just be because what I haven't seen a ton of Winnie the Pooh cartoons, so I might have just missed whatever this is from. Uh, the next area that comes back is called the Muddy Path, which is exactly what it says on the tin. It's just a muddy path that they were all wandering around on. Uh, basically, now that all of his friends are back, they were all just kind of hanging out, and um, 
ended up getting separated and lost, mostly because Pooh started following his own footprints in a circle, thinking that someone was following them. Right. Yeah. Ow. Are you okay? I, like, flipped my own pointer finger back. Like, you know how you flip the nail back and it really... Yeah, I just did that. Oh, no. Well... I'm okay. Don't do that. You'll hurt yourself. Um, I didn't fucking mean to. (laughs) Um, All I did was put my hand down and it hit the chair arm just right and... Ow. Dang, dog. Um, Right. But, um, so basically, like, I hate that they frame this like a minigame, because it really isn't. It's just that Pooh got separated from everybody, and you go around and find them all. And, like, that's it. They put a timer on it and act like it's a minigame, but really it's just, oh, okay, Rue's over there. Hey, Rue, go hang back out over here. Okay, cool. Just doing that for everybody. I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but you do get an EXP ring, which is, if you're trying to, like, Make it to level 99 can be kind of useful because I think it increases your experience by, I want to say, 30% or 50%. I forget which, but the point is you get more EXP. The last one that comes up is actually not a mini, not a mini game one. This one is only a cutscene, so there is that. Basically, you're back at the hill, and it's nighttime, and they're all just hanging out, and Pooh's happy to have all of his friends back, but he's still sitting here doing the think, think, think. And Pooh, or Sora has some, hey Pooh, what are you thinking about? <laughs> and this little dude says he's thinking about what to think about. <laughs> and like, Pooh, you can just chill for a minute. It's fine. You don't have to like. Wait, he's thinking about what to think about, and that doesn't sound ominous at all? No, he's just trying to decide what he should be thinking about right now. Yeah, huh. <laughs> I guess, like, Pooh, I guess, must be the type of guy who isn't good at like, sitting still and just being like alone with his own silence so he's probably i guess gotta have something going through his mind at at all times but um but that that one is like kind of a sweet uh cut scene sora eventually you know gets up and says he has to leave so he can go find his friends and um who says that they'll always be here whenever he decides to come back and visit um you do get a keyhole uh scene for this one which is What's really neat is since the, uh, since this world is you know inside of a book, the key is just the lock on the front cover that would like lock the book the book shut. So you seal that, and um, where the cover used to be blank, now it'll be filled in with like a picture of Sora hanging out with Pooh and uh, pals, which is uh, still in the Ansem Report channel if you have that pulled up. But um, uh, moving back onto the Hades Cup, this one will be even quicker to talk about because it's just a big, technically considered 50 rounds, but you are number 50, so you only have to fight 49 fights. Um, the way that it works is every 10th one is sort of a boss round, quote unquote, where it'll be like someone significant, not just a random team of artless. So if you lose uh, at any point, it'll just back you up to, like, the last one of those, basically, and let you keep going from there. Except for when you're doing the time version, because then if if you mess up, since it's timed, you gotta start all over. Which sucks. But why? Because, it, well, I mean, it makes sense considering it's timed, but it still sucks, no. and I don't like it. Yeah, right? Um... But yeah, so starting with, we'll just talk about the significant ones because 
it's not like the other ones matter. Uh, round 44 is Yuffie, uh, just going in by herself. If you beat her, she'll give a, she'll give Goofy, like, this really neat, like, ninja-looking shield called the Genji Shield. Um, round 40 is another Behemoth, if you remember those big dudes. Uh, beating that is how you get, uh, Blizzara upgraded to Blizzaga. Um... Round 30 is Cerberus again, which that one upgrades uh, Thunder, Thundara to Thundaga. Round 20 is friggin' is uh, Leon and Cloud fighting together as a team, because fuck you, I guess. Um, <laughs> since Cloud already gave us a, cut, a, a Keyblade in the last tournament, this time when you beat uh, Cloud and Leon, Leon gives you a Keyblade uh, called Lionheart which uh, you can still see the picture for in um, in the Answer Report channel. It's that one with the, the lion on it. Give me one second. One Mississippi. Boy, you don't even want to <laughs> stop with me. No, you're, you're right. All right, so wait, you're putting in what in the what channel now? Oh, no, they're, they're already posted from, from right. when we That's did what this I'm trying, the first I'm trying time. to catch up on, like, all the Answer Reports and the Mouseketeers and the general chat. Where am I looking? Uh, the, you're so just in the interim report channel. Just scroll back to like uh, the stuff from five one. But with okay, hang on five one. Okay, there's a lot of stuff from five one. I know. Okay, so wait, there's hundred acre woods. Looking through that, there's the ooh the Lion King Keyblade thing. Yeah, there we are. We're on that uh, the Lion Heart. Which, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Raises max MP by one and enhances magic and summon power. Also deals great physical damage, which um, its stats no, are plus 10 to strength. Goodness. No, this one's from Leon, remember? Different kind of lion. No, I know, but come on. It's a lion. That's fair. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. There will eventually be a Lion King Keyblade in this series. Don't worry. Uh, but this one, the stats on it are a plus 10 to strength. And a plus one to your MP, so it's a pretty decent Keyblade. Although, depending on when you do the Hades Cup, you probably have got more useful Keyblades at this point. So that part kind of sucks for it, I guess, but yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> round, yeah. The weird part is round 10 is Hades. And, like, it's, it's the Hades Cup, so you would think, you know, that he'd be round 1 and not 10. Which I, I really don't get, but whatever, I guess. Um... If you, if you beat him, you get uh, Graviga and answer report number eight. Um, he is actually a pretty decent fight. Um, he's got, obviously, a lot of fire-based attacks. He's got these, this one where he'll, like, throw a giant fireball at you. That one's fairly easy to block back at him. He's got uh, this one that used to wreck me when I was a kid, but is actually fairly easy to avoid, where he'll uh, move himself to the middle of the arena and, like, shoot these big pillars of fire from each arm and just kind of, like, rotate slowishly in one or one direction, which always, like, Donald and Goofy suck at dodging that, so that'll always destroy them. And it used to, like, wreck me, but it's honestly, it's pretty easy to avoid. If you stand close-ish to one of them, you can just follow along right behind it so you don't actually get hurt. Um, or, if I remember right... I think you can stun him using blizzard attacks, but don't quote me on that one because I don't remember for sure. I should look that up later. Uh, but what is funny 
is when you beat him, um, it'll go into like a little cutscene of like Sora just knocking him like out of the arena all the way to like a back room basically, and then you just hear him going like, "Hey, hey, wait, no, stop!" And then like the sounds of getting beaten up. Round one is the Rock Titan, which is a super, super easy fight. Like, all you gotta do is attack his feet, and then he'll fall down, and you can climb up him and start wailing on his two heads. And you basically just have to do that, like, twice, and then you win. He's not a, he's not a hard fight at all, which is another reason that I'm surprised Hades was round 10 and not round 1, because even Hades is... Not super tough, but he's still a harder fight than the Rock Titan. So, I don't know. Um, Steven. Yes. You there? Yeah. Okay, now I can hear you. Okay, of course. Um, you want to know what happens to the Rock Titan, though, after the fight? This has always been really hilarious to me. What happens? He <laughs> he just crumbles into a pile of rubble, like, right there in the arena. It's just, honestly, chef kiss. It's always been just so hilarious to me to see. Um, but that takes care of the Can Hades Cup. Right now, like, the pictures, I'm going through the Ansem reports. Yeah. Right after the cool, like, Lion Keyblade, does it not look like that Donald is about to teabag the hell out of Hades from behind? A little bit. I couldn't get a good shot for it, but basically what he does is, as they're, like, celebrating, he'll come up behind Hades and, like, like cast a I blizzard. just saw that, and that's what it looks like. <laughs> but, no, what he's, what he's doing is he jumps up and, like, casts a blizzard and, like, Puts Hades' hair out. What was my hair out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what, what do you get the first? One of my favorite scenes from Hercules, by the way. <laughs> I know, right? Um, the first time that you beat uh, the Hades Cup, you get Trinity Limit, which is like this really neat. Trinity Limit will pop up in one form or another in just about every game, if I remember right. Um, in this one, and I think it's basically the same in. Uh, Chain of Memories, um, it's basically, like, all three of them will, like, put their weapons together and just make this giant flash of light that deals a butt-ton of damage to, like, everybody in the area. You broke up again really bad. I couldn't understand a word of that. It's fine. It's not important. Um, well, don't hate yourself like that, Steven. No, no, no. Um, but then when you, you know beat the other two, um, modes or whatever on the Hades Cup, uh, the solo run and the time trial. That's how you get the staff and the shield uh, that are in the Ansem Report channel. Um, save the King. The and big save... curly looking goldy thing and then the big blue and white thing? Yes. Uh, okay. The staff, I'm looking at them right now. The, they're basically Donald and Goofy's versions of the Ultima weapon, so they will also pop up in every game. Um, the staff is called Save the Queen. And the shield is called Save the King. Staff looks way more badass. That's fair. Honestly, this is like the silliest they ever look. I like their looks a lot better in future games, but that's me. Um, I'm like, for the one for the queen, it's like, hey, I'm going to defend, but I'm going to stab. The king is like, he looks fat. He's like, nope, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, oh just goodness. saying. Uh, but so now, secret bosses. Um, the first one is the Ice I Titan. Like the next Keyblade. Yes. Uh, the first the first secret boss is the Ice Titan, who will show up at Olympus Coliseum, obviously. Uh, when you beat him, you get a, diamond du or a Keyblade called Diamond Dust, 
It's the icy looking one sitting in there. Um, it greatly enhances magic and summon power, raises max MP by three. So, um, its strength stat is also only a plus three, so if you're looking for a strength boost on it, it's not very good. But, in terms of magic, it is uh, pretty decent there. You know what I'm going to say is there are three Keyblades that I've said I've loved and I want like little keychain versions of. <laughs> is this another one? Like, no, seriously. No, this is the third one. Yeah. This one, the freaking Nightmare one, and the one really freaky like Blade one or Wingy one. Oh, right. Uh, um, if any of, Soul Leader, Oblivion, and um, Diamond yeah, Dust. You know, yeah, like the evil like red wing blady thingy with a little eye thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If any of our listeners can help me find where I would find a keychain, one of those, or send me one of those, I will literally send you food. <laughs> no, like, serious. No, I am not kidding. I will find your address. Send me your address. I will send you homemade cookies. Oh, I know you're not kidding. I believe you. Um, yeah, I am putting it out there now. You find me any of these little keychains, I will send you cookies of your choice. Putting it out there now. <laughs> um... But, so you know I'm going to bring you cookies anyway, so you hush. Well, yeah. But the uh, next secret boss that we have is... Back to it. Do what? I said back to it. Yes. Um, you have to do Ice Titan in order to unlock the Sephiroth fight, which is kind of funny. Um, oh, actually, no. Ice Titan, when you beat him, you know how uh, Rock Titan like crumbled into a pile of rocks? Ice Titan, for some reason, shrinks down to being really tiny... Looks up, notices how big Sora is compared to him, and runs away. Color me surprised? Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't get it. But whatever. I guess he ran out of ice. Um, but for beating the Ice Titan, you can now fight Sephiroth, and you will probably not win. I never did. There are people who've done it, I think, but I am not one of them. Uh, if, if you do somehow win, um, you'll get a Keyblade called One-Winged Angel, it says, has little power, but sometimes deals extremely powerful critical blows. Reduces max MP by two. So, if you want, like, a pure strength keyblade, this is this is the one for you. Although you can't get it until you've already beaten the game. Uh, until you're, like, close to or already at the end of the game. But that's not the point, I guess. Um, but also, if you beat him, which, again, I never did, so I never knew about this. Um, you'll get a cutscene where friggin' Cloud shows up to fight him, and, like, the two of them get into a whole awesome fight right there in the arena. Nobody watching, nobody bears witness to this. They vanish in a flash of light afterward. This fight exists only for the lucky few who were able to beat Sephiroth. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and it's really cool. It would have been cooler if they were voiced. Um, in the cutscene right before in it, but eh, I guess. Oh, that reminds me. I think I told you last time, but do you remember who voices who I said voices Sephiroth? Now, it's coming out. Did you hear you say Sephiroth? Because I know who Sephiroth is. Yeah, do you remember who I voices know him? Sephiroth and not Skate. <laughs> no, do you remember who voices uh, Sephiroth in this game? Uh, no, wait, who voices him? No. Oh, it's Lance Bass. Wait, what? Yeah, Lance Bass voices what? Lance Bass from InSync voices Sephiroth no. in Kingdom Hearts no. and Kingdom Hearts 2. I don't really he get He does not. 
Yes. In Kingdom Hearts, no. there's no talking cutscenes. I guess he just does his, like, battle quotes. But he gets a couple actual cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts, too. Okay, hang on. Just, just so I know what I could rub in my sister's face. Because she and her fiancé love Kingdom Hearts. Are you telling me Lance Bass yes. from NSYNC yes. voices Sephiroth from... And just so I know what I can rub... Kingdom Hearts, the remake... What is it? Rebirth, resleep. <laughs> what? What can I tell her? As far as I know, he only voices Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Because, well, those are the only message, games where no, Sephiroth shows message up. Message that to me in Facebook because I will totally fling this at her and my brother-in-law. Why? Did they not like Lance Bass or something? Oh, no. They... Okay, so Haley grew up like boy bands after me, so whatever I liked, she liked. So now if I tell her, hey, Lance Bass, for, or Lance Bass from NSYNC did this from Kingdom Hearts, she'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> just just send it to me on Facebook Messenger so I can send this to her and Sam later. And sent. <laughs> um, I'm a big sister. I have to corrupt her. This is fair. Um, I would be remiss in my duties if I did not. But we still got uh, three more secret bosses. One of them is actually... Uh, really cool in terms of the backstory. Um, apparently, before Kingdom Hearts 1 came out in America, or in the uh, the American release at least, uh, they held a contest to get your name in the game. I think it may have explicitly said that you were going to be, uh, that your name was going to be given to a boss. I don't quite remember the details, but it's not important. Uh, the winner of that tournament, of that tournament, of that contest was a guy in New York named Kurt Zisa. And that is the next secret boss that we're talking about. It's in Agrabah. It's a big old dude with a robot body and a robot snake head and like six arms and four swords. It's a really neat boss. It's some Final Fantasy bullshit of the highest order. Hang on, I'm spreading childhood trauma. Nah. I had to tell Haley who it was. I'm sorry. I'm back now. Okay. Um, right below the, the couple of Sephiroth pictures in the Ensign Report channel is the next secret boss we're talking about, Kurt Zisa. Zisa? Zisa? I think it's Zisa. Wait, wait. You broke up again. Where am I scrolling into? Am I still in the Anson reports? Yeah, uh, right below the two Sephiroth pictures. Okay, so wait. I see the, you know, the shield, the funky other thing. I see the flamey thingy. And I'm now looking at the Neverland phantoms. Have I gone down too far? Uh, right above that. The one from Agrabah with the snakehead. The one that looks like General Grievous from Star Wars? Oh, yeah, that's right. That is what you said he looked like. Is that who I'm looking at? Yeah. Okay, I'm in the right spot. This one is actually kind of a really neat fight. Uh, basically, what it'll do is he'll start off uh, using four swords, and he'll have, like, these two glowing ball things in his two lowest hands that aren't holding any swords. As long as those balls are glowing, you have no magic that you're able to use. You can only use physical attacks, and... For healing, you can use Wait, items. Steven, I'm sorry. I think I just broke my little sister. Ah! No, because I texted her. I said, hey, so fun fact, in Kingdom Hearts, Sephiroth is Lance Bass. She just texted me back. No, he's not. No! Yep. <laughs> oh, we broke my sister. I love it. <laughs> so we can carry on now. I just had to put that in. That's awesome. That's very good. I love it. Um, <laughs> I know, right? But, but yes, uh, so round one, it, phase one, whatever, 
of the Kurt Zisa fight. Like I said, he's going at you with like four swords, and he's got these two glowing balls that are like sealing away your magic. So what you got to do is beat up on both of those, um, and then once both of the glowing balls have been destroyed, he'll kind of like pass out a little bit so that you can start like actually dealing damage to him by hitting him on the head. Uh, then when he wakes up, basically he'll reverse his strategy. He'll start floating around, put up like a barrier in front of himself so that none of your physical attacks actually hit him. You can only use magic now. But then, it's a, again, it's the same thing. Wear out his barrier. He'll pass out. You can beat him up some more. Uh, round three will be the same as round one, just more aggressive, basically. And then it's just the three rounds, so that's the end of it. But... Uh, what, what do you get from this one? Hang on one sec. Okay, there it is. You get Ansem Report 11, um, and a, an ability called Zantetsuken, which I'm probably saying a little bit wrong, but it's that thing where, like, you see in movies where they'll, like, stand really still for a second and then just kind of zoom by and slash the guy on the way by. It's that kind of thing. Just with a keyblade, I guess. Um... <laughs> Uh, but moving hang on, on, real quick. No, hang on. I'm communicating with my sister. <laughs> no, because, okay, so I told her, you know, hey, so if I'm back in Kingdom Hearts, Sephiroth is Lance Bass. Yeah. She goes, no, he's not. No. And I said, so were we recording our final Kingdom Hearts 1 podcast? And that came out. And she responds, like Lance Bass. Ayo. Goodness. I said, already made that joke. She says, no, you didn't. I take full credit. <laughs> so I'm just going to put it right now. We're going to credit my sister Haley with, okay, she did the Lance Bass and Sephiroth joke. There you go. Uh, We're giving it to her now and let's carry on. <laughs> yeah, um, I found I found a video that's just some of his battle quotes. So I'll send that to you when we're done. Um, goodness. Okay, um, so now we have now is the Phantom guy over in Neverland. This one I never beat when I was a kid. I have seen videos of people fighting him. Once you actually know what to do, he's not too bad. But like, I just got really flustered trying to fight him when I was a kid. Um, basically, what he'll do is as soon as he shows up, um, do you know a spell in Final Fantasy called Doom? Say again now. Uh, do you know a spell in the Final Fantasy series called Doom? Uh, I know a video game called Doom. I don't know one associated with Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, not the same. Uh, basically what Doom will do is he will... You have to have Peter Pan for this fight because it's Tinkerbell that takes it to you. And apparently Peter Pan's like the only one that can understand her. Which I guess actually kind of makes sense. She is just noises. Um, not the point. Um, so he'll start with Peter Pan, then next he'll get either Donald or Goofy, whichever one you brought with you, and then he'll do this on Sora. Uh, basically, he will put a timer over them. Once that timer hits zero, you that person is dead. And I don't mean, like, they pass out and you can, like, use Cure and heal them. Like, they are gone. Their body is just kind of floating there, and their icon is not on your display anymore. They are dead, dead for the rest of this fight. So what you got to do is go over to the clock, because you're fighting uh, the Phantom over by uh, Big Ben. Um, you stop on the hands of the clock, and that'll stop the countdown. So basically, you just got to keep an eye on it and keep, keep using stop on it periodically. Uh, the Phantom itself will have this like glowing ball thing 
hidden inside its cloak that will glow different colors to sing, uh, signify the type of magic that you have to use on it. So, again, once you actually know what to do, it's not a very hard, it's not a too terribly tough fight, but it broke me when I was a kid. Like, I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't beat Sephiroth either, but, like, this one, I didn't even know where to start. <laughs> but, <laughs> this brings us to the last secret boss. A guy who the game literally just calls Unknown. Uh, you go back to the area of Hollow Bastion where you fought, um, I almost fucking said Ursula, I'm getting with people mixed up, where you fought Maleficent in her dragon form, and this dude in a black cloak will be hanging out. Um, just, if you want to know something, uh, funny from my sister's input on yeah. the next game that we're gonna do? Yeah. Because I filled in, I said, uh, the next episode will be us recording Chain of Memories. Her response was, ha, good fucking luck. That game made me throw a controller. That, yeah, um, we'll get into this more when it actually happens. A lot of people don't like... My response like... was, Steven's having to describe it. I'm just along for the ride. There you go. Story-wise, Chain of Memories is one of my favorites, but a lot of... We'll get into this when it actually happens, but a lot of people don't like the battle system that they set up <laughs> for it because it it does get kind of weird and awkward to use. Have I said... I mean... And I'll ask permission before I send it to anybody else. But I, have I sent you the pictures or the videos of my brother-in-law fighting the Flans in uh, the Kingdom Hearts games? You know, I don't remember. Send that to me later on, just in case. Uh. I'll send it to you. I'm not going to send it to the team chat until she says it's okay. But, oh, yes. My brother-in-law fighting the Flans nah. is amazing. Um, <laughs> but, no. Okay. So, unknown dude. Uh, basically. We're moving on. <laughs> he he's not voiced. His everything he says, the screen will like fade to black, and it'll just appear as like white text on the black background. Uh, everything Sora says is just recycled lines from the rest of the game, so it makes his words feel really awkward in this scene because like nothing actually really fits. Um, but basically, Sora's, you know, like who are you? The guy doesn't really say who he is. Uh, just that Sora. He just tells Sora, you remind me of him, without actually saying who him is. Um, Sora, after the fight, Sora again asks, who are you? And the guy says, I am but a mere shell, and then just vanishes. So it's like, cool, great, don't know what any of that means. Thanks for helping out. <laughs> and um, that is the last of the secret bosses. So this is where we will get into the Ansem reports. Um, rather than reading all of them right now, uh, instead, what I'm going to do, I already reached out. Um, a couple of people in the Discord agreed to uh, record themselves doing the readings of a couple of them, and then I'm going to record the uh, the ones that they didn't get. I'll put all of those here in uh, just a minute. I'll just add them all into the recording so that the, in the actual episode, you'll be able to hear them all. Um, so I figure we can you know leave a little bit of space for that, and then you and I can just kind of give... If you remember... <laughs> If you remember enough of them at this point, uh, your thoughts on them. Ansem's Report 1. Much of my life has been dedicated to the pursuit of knowledge. That knowledge has guarded this world well. Not a soul doubts that. I am blessed with the people's smiles and respect. But though I am called a sage, there are things I do not understand. I believe darkness sleeps in every heart, no matter how pure. Given the chance, the smallest drop of 
the smallest drop of darkness can spread and swallow the heart. I have witnessed it many times. Darkness. Darkness of the heart. How is it born? How does it come to affect us? As ruler of this world, I must find the answers. I must find them before the world is lost to those taken by the darkness. Ansem's Report 2. It is my duty to expose what this darkness really is. I shall conduct the following experiments. Extract the darkness from a person's heart. Cultivate darkness in a pure heart. Both suppress and amplify the darkness within. The experiments caused the test subject's heart to collapse, including those of the most stalwart. How fragile our hearts are. My treatment produced no signs of recovery. I can find those who had completely lost their hearts beneath the castle. Sometime later, I went below and was greeted by the strangest sight. Creatures that seemed born of darkness. What are they? Are they truly sentient beings? Could they be the shadows of those who lost their hearts in my experiments? Ansem's Report 3. The shadows that crawl beneath the castle. Are they the people who lost their, their hearts or incarnation of darkness? Or something entirely beyond my imagination? All my knowledge has provided no answer. One thing I am sure of is that they are entirely devoid of emotion. Perhaps further study will unlock the mysteries of the heart. Fortunately, there is no shortage of test samples. They are multiplying underground even as I write this report. They still need a name. Those who lack hearts. I will call them the Heartless. Ansem's Report 4. The Heartless appear in groups and are multiplying rapidly. I've provided them with both living and non-living samples. They've responded only to the living. They seem to multiply after absorbing something from the living creatures. Their prey vanishes without a trace. I believe the Heartless are taking hearts. They are born from those who've lost their hearts, and thrive on the hearts seized from others. The hearts taken by the Heartless become Heartless themselves. Though I lack proof, I am confident in this hypothesis. I must also study their behavioral principles. Though they lack emotions, they do seem to have intelligence. How to communicate with them? It's just occurred to me. Could they be the darkness in people's hearts? Ansem's Report 5. To study the heartless behavior, I picked one of I picked one out for observation. It wiggled its antenna and, as if sensing a target, headed deep into the castle. In the deepest part of the castle, its antenna began vibrating, as if searching for something. Suddenly, a strange door appeared. I had never known of its existence. It had a large keyhole, but didn't seem to be locked, so I opened the door. What I saw on the other side mystified me. What was that powerful mass of energy? That night I observed a great meteor shower in the sky. Could it be related to the door that I have opened? Ansem's Report 6 A massive core of energy lay beyond the door sought by the Heartless. It may be the ultimate goal of the Heartless, but what is that energy? I have devised a hypothesis based upon my observations of the Heartless. The Heartless feed on others' hearts and they yearn for that energy core. That thing beyond the door must be a heart, too. The heart of this world. There's no proof, but having felt that immense energy, I am certain. That was the heart of the world. The heartless are trying to take hearts not only from all living creatures, but from the planet itself. But what do they mean to do with the heart of the world? Ansem's Report 7 I'm studying material from the meteors that rained down that fateful night. What a find. The material is foreign to our world. It is elastic to the touch and when two pieces are combined, they bond easily. None of the records even mention such, such a substance. Was it introduced to this world when I opened the door? I wonder how many other such materials drift through the atmosphere of this tiny world. 
I wish I could saw off and find out. Could there be uncharted words up there? My curiosity never ceases to grow. But I should stop speaking of such unrealistic dreams. For now, there is no way to venture outside this world. My people and I are all but prisoners of this tiny place. Ansem's Report 8. There is no doubt that the Heartless are deeply connected to the people's hearts. Further study may unravel both their motivations and the mysteries shrouding the heart. As a start, I have built a device that artificially creates Heartless. By recreating the conditions that spawn the Heartless naturally, I should be able to produce, produce them artificially. This device is the culmination of all my research thus far. The machine's test run successfully created a Heartless. This may be a step toward creating a heart from nothing. The artificially and naturally created Heartless showed nearly identical traits, but the two types remain distinct for the purpose of the experiment. So, I will mark the ones that are created artificially. Ansem's Report 9. Simply astonishing. Today I had a guest from another world. He is a king, and his vessel is built of the material that composed the meteors. He called the pieces gummy blocks. It seemed that my opening the door has opened a path to interworld travel. We talked for countless hours, but one story in particular caught my interest. That of a key called the Keyblade. The Keyblade is said to hold phenomenal power. One, le one legend says its wielder saved the world, while another says he wrought chaos and ruin upon it. I must know what this keyblade is. A key opens doors. It must be connected to the door that I have opened. Ensign's Report 10. Just as people have hearts, so do worlds. The same can be said of the, of the stars in the night sky. And deep within each world lies a door to its heart. The heartless desire those hearts. Born of darkness in people's hearts, they seek to return to a greater heart. Yes, that's it. The heartless come from people's hearts, as does the darkness. Is the core of the world's heart the world of the heartless? I will pursue the answer there and become all-knowing. My path is set. I shall seek out the wielder of the Keyblade and the princesses. My body is too frail for such a journey, but I must do this. I will cast it off and plunge into the depths of darkness. Ansem's Report 11 Opening the door to the world's heart causes its walls to crumble. These fragments are seen as shooting stars. This explains why these gummy blocks can travel freely to other worlds. I know the catalyst of the collapse, the appearance of the heartless. However, it will take time to search out the world's doors and to retrieve each heart. Furthermore, these doors can be locked using a keyblade, making the heart forever unattainable. I must take action before the wielder of this key appears in this world. If the princesses and the keyblade are connected, they should resonate. I have chosen a girl. I don't know if she holds the princess's powers, but I will find out. She may lead me to the key bearer. I shall set her free and observe. Ensign's Report 12 The body is gone. The heart should have returned to the heartless. And yet, nothing. This one is unlike any other. Its memories remain, and it has yet to take the form of a heartless. A close eye must be kept on the situation. Much is still unknown. To get to the realm of darkness, one must go through the doors of Kingdom Hearts, the place where the world's hearts connect. Beyond this world is a place in which darkness reigns. Details shall be archived in a separate report. There are many worlds in existence, some of which we know nothing about. The world in which we live, the realm of darkness, the realm of light, and the world in between, wherein lies true Nirvana. Ansem's Report 13 Where does the body go when it separates from the heart? If the soul remains within the body, is it still considered to be deceased? When the heart returns to the heartless, it, the physical form disappears. But that is merely true in this world. 
perhaps the body exists in another form, in another world. If that is the case, then it is possible for one to exist in two worlds. A being that is neither darkness nor light, belonging nowhere, abandoned by its heart, a mere shell of its former self. The relation between the heart and the body is complex. However, I am certain that if yourself exists here, then by definition the other cannot truly exist. The other, the one which does not exist, shall be dubbed nobody. Uh, as far as the answer rewards, as long as they're if they're posted and I can find them, I can. Uh, I don't think so. Like, like I can see like the heartless and stuff. Just I know you posted them, um, and I know what I said. Basically, it's I remember off the top of my head, he was totally freaky. Yeah, a little bit. Like I can I can see what he meant from the beginning, but like almost immediately, this dude totally went off the deep end. Yeah. I'll actually... And he um, went totally into the Ed Hardy boat. Yeah, a little bit. Um, he was talking about, you know, like, I started doing experiments on the citizens. and Oh, crap, none of them are surviving. That's probably not good. Let's figure out what's going on even more. Hey, I bet if I use myself as an experiment, nothing bad will happen. You broke up really bad right there, and I couldn't understand any of that. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Great. Um, no, it's... No. Um... Just keep in mind, we got about like another half an hour before I have to go to bed because I have to be in Little Rock. Blah. Nah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, it really does. So then, yeah. So if you want, we can go ahead and uh, get into questions then. Um, oh, here. I think the first one that we had was asking about our thoughts. Yeah, this was uh, leftover from the last episode because we decided to save it till now. Uh, giving our thoughts on any of the recolors. Here, are we looking? Just so I know where to look, are we looking in Mickey's mailbag or where are we looking? Yeah, in the mailbag, starting at uh, four thirty. Okay, so what point? I've got Mickey's mailbag. Uh, see Disney minus blah blah blah. Nobody's late. Nobody will fall asleep on anybody. Right. And I saw where I kind of flipped Casey off. Well, uh, first we're doing one from Deep Sea from the last episode. Uh, asking our thoughts on any of the heartless recolors. So if you remember, I know uh, I'm just, I'm trying to catch up. I'm like, oh my god, where are we? No, this one was that one was like a while back. You don't have to scroll that far. Um, oh, the favorite heartless. Yeah, but mainly specifically oh, okay. the recolors for um, the final mix. But well, yeah. well, my thing was with the recolors. The guy was like really picky on shit. Yeah, I didn't. There were some where he like definitely took a stronger stance than um, than well, I would he have. He was like, oh, well, I think the purple and the cream was better than the silver and the gold. I'm like, dude, one looked like a mummy. One looked like Rocky Horror. Meh. Pick the mummy. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, most of, most of the recolors are fine. They're not really, like, good or bad. Um, yeah. The, the only one that I think really stands out to me as being bad to look at is probably Trickmaster, just because of, like, all the weird neon and pastel that they tossed on him that just isn't great to, to look at. But honestly, aside from that, I don't really have any negative opinions on any of them. I like the Wyvern. Yeah, the, uh, the Wyvern ended up kind of neat. I think my top two favorite ones were the Stealth Sneak, because they gave him 
these weird fucking like tribal tattoo stripes all over himself, which is just silly. And um, unpopular opinion, I know, but I think my favorite of the recolors is that I actually really like the way that they make um, guard armor look. How <laughs> just ridiculous and colorful they ended up making him uh, compared to like the purples and blues that he was before. Okay, so I'm looking at Mickey's mailbag and I see Deep Sea. Is Donald so horny because he's on shore leave? Oh, that's before that, yo. Which of the three Caballeros? Right. That's why I'm trying to catch up. I'm like, where the fuck are we? Uh, Deep Sea's was like the last next to last question on 416. Okay, so wait, are they on Mickey's mailbag or yeah, the still still the, ma- still the mailbag? So wait, what? It, it's in Mickey's mailbag. Okay, so it is in Mickey's mailbag. Yes. Okay, the most recent thing I see in Mickey's mailbag is Flutter Dark. Is that where we are? Yeah, that's fine. Stay there. We we type, we we got the the recolors. Uh let me see. I see uh Sora Strong to a beat rock titan minigame forcing party members. Oh what are we looking at? Uh going to Casey's question. Um, is Kurt Zisa the coolest name for a boss or what? How wild is it that that's just that's a person's name? That's where I'm trying name? to find us. It's, it's her first question under the, the ask post for it. I'm so lost. It's right before where you flipped her off. Okay, well, okay. That narrows it down some. Okay, so hang on. Where did I exactly? And Casey, I love you. I didn't mean it. I swear. Uh-huh. It's she was even shut up, Casey. She was, I love you. She was messing with you by putting stuff in spoilers, so it's whatever. Steven, shut up, Casey. I love you. Okay, what distant character would you want to fight in this game, like a super boss? Uh, before that. Uh, before okay, so before what did uh hundred Edgar Woods actually have combat? Yeah, that one. What would the heartless be okay. like? Uh, who would the party member be? Uh, she suggested Tigger, which honestly, if we're talking about fighting, is probably like the only one that I would, would really have a choice. Honeybees. Do what? The honeybees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For for heartless, I would say honeybees or um, heffalumps and woozles, maybe depending on how how you wanted to go with it. But no, no, no. no. See, I would say the heartless would be the honeybees, yeah. and your like party members would be the heffalumps and woozles. Okay. See, I was gonna say like Tigger as a as a party member. And then probably honeybees as heartless. And depending Tigger on where you want to be a party. Do yeah, what? Tigger could be a uh, Tigger could be a party member. Yeah. But I would say the heartless could be the honeybees or the heffalumps and woozles. Yeah, that's what if I was saying. If they were, then the party member would be Tigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, what was okay? Yeah. What Disney character would you want to fight in this game as like a super boss? I feel like I should know what super boss means, but I don't really remember. So, who would we want to fight against as yeah, a super what, boss? Yeah, what Disney character would you want to fight? Hmm. I would say Scar. Yeah, that could be neat. Um, Hold on to that thought. Well, wait, hang on. I would say... Okay, so wait, this is strictly Disney. Hang on. Yeah. No, dude, I would say Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Ooh, yeah, him and his friends on the other side. He could help you all the way through, and then all of a sudden, bam, turn on you. That'd be neat. Uh, What I would really like to see, and this is me getting into, like, a whole world. Um, I really like the movie um, Meet the Robinsons. I would love for that to end up with a world in it. 
But then, especially with, like, the dystopian, like, sec- yeah, section there at the end, like, as, like, the setting did, for your boss fight against Doris. Did you say Meet the Robinsons? Yeah, yeah, cut out. yeah, Meet the Robinsons. Dude, yes, totally. Because, like, the dystopian thing at the end with, like, all of the, like, hypnotized hat pupils and the giant hat, like, all of that jazz would be real neat. Yes. Have a big head and little arms. Also that, yeah, the T-Rex is like prob- as like a mini I don't boss. think this plan was very well thought out. Master? Man, I gotta rewatch that. I might suggest that here in a few weeks. Um, I didn't know you had a pet T-Rex. We don't. <laughs> oh man, Adam West was That would be you, Steven. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Alright, going on over to uh, Floater Dark's questions. How in the hell is Sora strong enough to beat the Rock Titan? Boy got them gains. You've been running around swinging a big-ass key. Magic of friendship. Also that. Also that, let's be (laughs) honest. He's got some serious shonen magic working for him. You're you're talking to a My Little Pony fan here. It's like, no, magic of friendship. I will love and tolerate the shit out of you. (laughs) Uh, I hate this. His second question. Uh, Think of a minigame for 100 Acre Wood. What would it be? Oh, Oh, no. I don't know Winnie the Pooh well enough for that. Trying to keep somebody out of Rabbit's garden. I know, right? Like, the only things I'd be able to think of are things that have already been done, like doing some kind of bouncing challenge with Tigger or something like that. I would be something like, I don't know, like maybe somebody from the Hundred Acre Woods is trying to dig up carrots from Rabbit's garden, and he's like, fuck you, no. Yeah. Oh, you know, actually, some kind of thing with, like, Heartless... Trying to steal Eeyore's tail or something like that could maybe be kind of neat. There you go. So yeah, okay, there we go. Final answer: protecting Eeyore's tail. I would go with that. <laughs> uh, last question for the night: How do you feel about games forcing party members on you for specific sections? Fuck you. Uh, uh, yeah, it depends on the party member. If they're like competent, then I'm all right with it. Like one thing I learned from. Uh, watching this Let's Play is that Ariel is actually really good in a fight, which I had never noticed, but... There huh. were something cool. If not, I'm going to do everything I can to kill you. Yeah, most most video game um, sidekicks, I just, I don't like. I always think back to Ashley from Resident Evil 4. I hated her. I hated having her around. I love Resident Evil 4. I... Do not like the sections with Ashley. It's bad. Okay, so like one of my favorite PS2 games is Silent Hill for the Room. Ooh. Well, halfway through, you realize one of the victims is Eileen. She gets literally beaten to shit. Oh, jeez. But for part of the game, she has to follow you and you keep her because you basically get insight into the main game's bad guy. But if it's like if she gets too damaged she can read everything he's left but she gets too bad that at the end of the game she walks that much faster to her doom so it's like on the one hand if you leave her alone she'll follow you but she might walk faster but if you give her an uh and weapon she'll just totally launch herself at enemies that she's got no chance against uh-huh. So it's like either I give you this weapon and you kill yourself or I say stick to me, but then I have to fight for you. Oh, God, that sucks. 
I would hate it trying to really balance that. It really does suck. I hate that part of the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking <laughs> speaking of movie, the last thing we have to do tonight, um, we are going to go ahead and watch the um, the secret ending one more time. Provided you don't. I'm okay. Yeah, I was about to say, provided you don't cry. Um, Give me a second. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm okay. Okay. Are you sure? I promise I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, send you the video for the secret endings again. And we will... Do I have to watch the video again? Yeah, we'll go ahead. Watch that again. All right. Let me know when you're ready for me to click, and I will. Yeah. Uh, since I did pause for, like, an explanation last time, I'll go ahead and do that again this time. Um, the reason that it is two videos... If I remember right. I think Kingdom Hearts 1 is the only one that does this, but it might also happen on Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, when Kingdom Hearts 1 first came out, the first of these two videos was the secret ending. Uh, then when Final, uh, when Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix came out, um, it got expanded into, or expanded and added onto, and so on and so forth, into the second of the two videos that are on this. So, screw it, we're just going to watch both. <laughs> And uh, that said, we will go ahead and watch the video now. Uh, listener, pause if you want to go ahead and watch it with us. Otherwise, we will be right back to talk about our thoughts. What and the who and the what? What? <laughs> what? I know, right? Is this going to be in Chain the Memories or I have to wait to see this shit? Um, no, I know you said that. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You told me the one that's like totally blindfolded. You said that was Riku, right? Yes, the one in the blindfold that's Riku. The one that looks like Mickey Mouse, yeah. obviously, is Mickey Mouse. <laughs> what and the who and the fuck? What now? Um, that shot of a girl on a beach that is Kyrie. Um, I'm assuming for I mean, the model I there. The girl that was walking around, I knew that was Kyrie. Yeah, I, I'm assuming for the model there, they like didn't quite know how they wanted her to look in the upcoming games yet, so they just kind of went with something that sort of looked like how but she already between was. Between and the one blinded person that was Riku and the other person that wasn't, were they both supposed to be Riku or what was that? No, or, that was Riku. Am I not allowed to know that? No, that was Riku fighting somebody that you do not know yet. But that I can promise you, we will see. Was that the Riku and the someone from the Organization Thirteen that I don't get to meet until the next game? Um. Well, we we are about to start going with Organization Thirteen. Although, if I remember, can right, you tell? Okay, don't give me like a spoiler, but just can you tell me, am I at least on the right track? Yes. Um. If I okay, remember cool. right, I think in Chain of Memories they may just call it the Organization. I don't remember if they say Organization Thirteen. But my memory's kind of fuzzy on that. We'll see. Um, I gotcha. I don't remember where this is, when or where this is officially confirmed. But when it was the two black cloak guys on the beach, the one that was leaning against the rock, who said uh, he uh, he looks just like you, that is the secret boss, the unknown yeah. dude that we fought, or well, that we talked about Sora fighting. That's who that is. So when he said he looks just like you, the he that he's talking about is Sora. I gotcha. Yeah. Mainly, that's technically a spoiler right now, but I don't 
remember for sure when that's actually confirmed, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. Um, the other person that was there, that is the person that was fighting Riku. Uh, we will see that person somewhere in Chain of Memories. I can promise you that much. You better spoil that for me. <laughs> no, I'm no, not telling you the details. I know, but I have to go to bed soon, so I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> you so much stuff, and now I have to think about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, get hyped. Because, <laughs> um, truth be told, uh, that was stuff alluding more to what's going to be going on in Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, because if I remember right, I think I remember seeing somewhere a while back that the original plan was to go Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and then immediately to Kingdom Hearts 3. But the reason for all of the extra side games being brought in is that 3 ended up getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. So... Somebody <laughs> whose name I will not name. Yeah. So all of the side games happened basically because Nomura was trying to keep the series relevant. Until they could actually get three out, and now here we are. Um, Chain of Memories was always part of the plan. Basically, there's a year-long time jump between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. So that was planned as just a quick side game to say, here's what happened during that year. Um, so all the stuff in the Kingdom Hearts 1 secret ending does point more to stuff that's going to be in Kingdom Hearts 2. But since we're de already dealing with the uh, Organization 13, it is still kind of relevant for Chain of Memories also. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Um, so with that, what? I know I'm you're probably... I'm going to channel Mario. Woohoo! Wahoo! <laughs> Woohoo! So with that, I know you're probably desperate for details. And in that spirit, we will go ahead and go to our plugs. <laughs> um... Hang on one sec, because I keep friggin'... Once I do yours and Nero's. Yeah. Nero is on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher. Uh, they are not on these episodes, obviously, but they are on our on weeks doing the um, the episodes where we talk about Disney movies. Um, you can find them, like I said, over at Dragonsmoocher. Uh, you can also find their regular, or not their regular... Their other podcast, um, the Podcast of Power, over on Twitter, at Podcast of Power. It is talking about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. They're on, like, season five, but I got into the, uh, the podcast recently, so I'm, like, just starting their season two stuff. We finally convinced Kat to start watching She-Ra so that she could listen to that podcast. So, ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> I do. I love it. Yeah. How far into it are you, by the way? Um, I still haven't gotten through, like, episode four. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, what was episode four? Oh. Hang on a sec. To be fair, it's taking me, like, an hour to get home from work right now because of construction. That's fair. So by the time I get home, I'm just like, I don't want to watch something new. I just want to watch something I know. That's fair. But this weekend, I will definitely be watching uh, more on She-Ra, but I would totally recommend it. If you like Shira and the Princesses of Power, I would definitely recommend the Podcast of Power. Oh my god. Okay, if you... So, did you watch episode four, or are you about to start four? I haven't quite gotten to episode four, so do not spoil it. Okay, no. I was just trying to figure out if you're about to watch five, or if you're about to watch four. Episode five. I got five. all the way through episodes one through three, and I started episode four, and then I was just like, oh my god, I have to like be conscious for work. <laughs> 
<laughs> Episode 5, when you get there, brings in a very good boy. We loved him. He's so fun and good and pure and beautiful. Uh, I'm just still trying to reconcile Catra is AJ Machalka who did Here Comes a Thought. So I know. I'm still trying to reconcile Stevani and Catra. I know. Um, and I love it. I love how she can do both, but I'm just like, I can't match it. Yeah, dude, keep an eye on Catra, um, especially rewatching it and listening to the podcast. It's not that I hated Catra before. But no like, spoilers from you. Oh no, yeah, I'm not gonna. No spoiler. I'm not gonna give details, but like Catra has moved up to possibly being my favorite character at some point, dude. No spoilers. No, 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 no spoilers. But um, I will say from doing this rewatch and listening to the podcast, I think Catra may may be my favorite character now at this point. I mean, I love her already. Yeah, so. she's real good. Um, but that aside, um, anyway. You can find my regular Twitter over at Marshmallow. It's spelled like Marshmallow, but I put my name in it uh, instead of the first syllable. Um, aside from that, I have a uh, daily dad joke. I say daily. I've been real bad about keeping up with it this week because I keep falling asleep on the couch. Um, I have a dad joke Twitter account at dad underscore tastic where I will generally post one dad joke every day. And I'm Kat. You can catch me, obviously, on here every other Saturday doing Kingdom Hearts where Steven's dragging me through. On our off days, you can catch me doing Disney Minus with Steven and Nero doing every Disney movie for God knows why. When this goes up, the next one that we are going to be doing is Hunchback of Notre Dame. So that's going to be cool. I am still trying to find my pictures. I will have pictures from when I got to visit Notre Dame. I'm looking for those pictures. I know I have them and that means they're going to hide from me. <laughs> but I will find them. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on, it's Discord. So you can, whenever you find those, definitely uh, you can, you'll be able to post them. I mean, know, everything anytime. else, I still have the funny picture of our, you know, our tour guide chasing off vendors. But, <laughs> yes. All right. So, that said, um, you guys have Turn fun. Bed now. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Next time is going to be starting Chain of Memories, which is going to be a trip. Night.